How many of you have houses? Raise your hand. How many of you have houses? That's a simple question. Okay. Is that considered as an asset or not? Yes or no? I'm not asking you a rocket science question. Yes or no? Is it an asset? Okay. Imagine if there's something wrong with your house. Will you just sit down and let the problem get worse and worse? Or will you stand up and fix the problem right away? You fix the problem right away. Why? Because it's an asset. And you put so much hard work into that asset that now if something can potentially damage that asset, you stand up and you get proactive right away. What's our greatest asset that you and I we have? Our deen and our iman. And wallahi, I've said this before, I'll keep on saying this. According to the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam, the fitnas are going to keep on coming into this world. Every single day there's a new fitna. Every single day there's a new theory, a new concept, a new trend in society. The only thing that will save us, the only thing that will protect us, the only thing that will save our upcoming generations is having faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But today one of the greatest things that can potentially damage that asset of ours is having weak faith. But the question is, what are the signs of weak faith? If I, if I feel like that my faith is fine, my faith is in the right place, then I will never do anything to protect that faith. So what are the signs to, that we have to look out for that are considered as signs of weak faith? Today, inshallah, I'm just going to share only one with you. The very first thing is that to have no remorse or to belittle a sin. The minute we belittle a sin, the minute we have no remorse over the sin, that is a sign of our downfall. That is the beginning of our downfall. Rasulullah wasallam was sitting with Aisha radiallahu anha and he says, Ya Aisha, iyaki wa muhqiratil a'mal. That beware of belittling a sin, looking at a sin in an insignificant way. He then says, فَإِنَّ لَهَا مِنَ اللَّهِ طَالِبًا That there is going to be accountability that will come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Ghazali says, rahmatullahi alayhi, that sins are not to be taken insignificant. It is as powerful as imagine having a rock and a drop of water falls on that rock, that same place over and over again. After a while, you'll find a hole in that rock. When you look at a beach, there is so much sand everywhere. But if you pick up the sand, it is so small and so insignificant. So brothers and sisters, if there's ever a situation that I say that, you know what, I am committing a sin. I've committed haram and I keep on persisting on that haram. And you know, people will say that the fact that it is in your heart, that you're doing something that is wrong, it is a sign of your iman. Yes, to a certain degree. But if you feel like that it is insignificant and you just let it go, then that can become a means of kufr. Like for example, the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam, where, you know, of course many ulama have questioned, and not questioned, but they have debated the meaning of this hadith where the Prophet says that anyone who misses their salat, it links them with kufr. I'm sure you've heard that hadith before. But not all the ulama see it as, you know, black and white. Some of the ulama, and they are great scholars and great shuyukh, you know, they have seen this hadith in a different way. They have said that if you miss the salat, it does not necessarily link you with kufr. But if you miss the salat and you have absolutely no remorse in your heart, that is going to lead you to, to kufr. 
That is what's going to land you in kufr. So that is why if we know that we're committing a sin and I acknowledge that I'm committing a sin, but there's no remorse, then that is not a sign of faith. But if I'm committing the sin and I know that I have to stop this, I have to prevent this, then that is a sign of our faith. Brothers and sisters, you look at the entire Quran. When you see the stories of all those, all the stories of the past, when you look at Shaitan's story and his encounter with Iblis and his encounter with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he just did not commit a sin, but he committed a sin and he had absolutely no regrets and no remorse. That's a sign of, the, of his, per, that, was, that was a means of his destruction. When you see Fir'aun's story over and over again being mentioned in the Quran, what is one thing that we find often that he did? Is that he had absolutely no regrets for what he did. He massacred so many children, so many babies, but not a single ounce of regret and not a single ounce of remorse. This becomes the destruction of a person. So why, the question is that why are we in this kind of situation? The very first thing is we don't see the consequences of our action. See, you know when we come on this street, 14th Street, I know that there's a police department here or a police academy over here. And often there are police standing over here. Do we drive fast over here? No, we don't. We all know, we all know, you drive, no remorse. <laughs> but when we say, when we say, um, we all know there's different places in, in the city. We know there are cops sitting around there. We know this particular street, this area, there's always a cop. As soon as you're driving fast, you know there might be a cop sitting over here. Even if the cop is not sitting over there, but you slow down right away. You know why? Because we understand the consequences. We understand the value of money. We understand that he's going to cut me a check for, or he's going he's to give me a ticket, not cut you a check. He's going to give you a ticket. Then you're going to have to pay two, three hundred dollars, sometimes four hundred dollars for that ticket. So brothers and sisters, the reason why we, first of all, when we look at this, we don't have any regards for the consequences. The consequences do not come immediately. The consequences, they come later on. A sheikh, he said beautifully one time, that when you do something that is good, you don't see the results right away. You don't see the rewards right away. But imagine there is some great news that comes to you. You get a job. You get a promotion, you get a raise at work. Perhaps, he says, the sheikh says, perhaps one day you help someone. One day you woke up at night. One day you gave some sadaqah. One day you did some extra, you read, you read the Quran. And all this good that you did, it becomes, it gets accumulated. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents it to us in the form of a beautiful gift. But one day we committed a sin. And we had no regards for it. And then we committed the haram. And then we committed this sin and that sin. And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does is, and the shaykh said, that when we come across bad news or something that happens in our life, perhaps this is the accumulation of so many sins. We don't realize that perhaps what I'm going through right now is because of a sin that I committed. So first of all is that there is, we, we have no fear of consequences from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, is that there is complete you know there is obliviousness of the hereafter brothers and sisters you and I we all have to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment and if you and I know that today I'm committing a sin and no one is seeing me on the day of judgment imagine the entire world our friends our community members people who love us our family members our relatives everyone is going to see that sin being committed if I don't want people to see that sin that I have committed, then do not do it in secrecy also. 
Allah says in the Quran, Alam Ya'alam bi Allah Yara. Have we not realized that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching? Don't you understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching? So this is another reason. Another reason is that why we are, we are persistent and there is no remorse is that once you enjoy the ladha, the temporary ladha, the sweetness or that, the enjoyment of that haram, not realizing that that enjoyment stays probably for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, one minute, two minutes, 10 minutes, and then after that there is persistent and there is perpetual, there is gonna be regret after that. We don't realize that, we think that enjoyment and that enjoyment is gone, but no, and then we try to put ourselves again in that situation, not realizing that this is going to really destroy us in the future. So how do we go about going, how do we go forward from here? I understand that I need to have regrets. The very first thing is understanding that there's always gonna be harm. There is never a situation that we will commit a sin and we will not suffer for it. Every single time you and I, we commit a sin and we have absolutely no regrets, remember that we have to bear the consequences of our sins. Number two is that what we need to do going from here is anything that can trigger that sin. Sometimes there's a place that will trigger that sin. Sometimes there are people that will trigger that sin. Sometimes there is a situation that will trigger that sin. Sometimes sitting alone sitting alone away from everyone that becomes a trigger anything that can trigger a sin stay away from those triggers another thing that's also very important when it comes to committing sins and the way we can stay away from committing sins is change up our company we need to be around people who remind us of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala people who will re- who will just who will you know one is friendship you know one are friends that they will, they see you committing haram and they will say you know what our friendship is more important than this. But no, true friends are those that when they see you doing something that is wrong, they will tell you and they will, they will critique you and they will give you good advice. Those are the people that we have to be around. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He advised Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَاتَّبَعَ هَوَاهُ وَكَانَ أَمْرُ فُرُطَى Do not follow those people who follow their desires. Do not follow those people whose hearts have become heedless from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And finally, there's a dua that we have been taught to us by that we have been taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that what can we do in order to, to bring our hearts back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? A dua that you and I we have heard so many times. Allahumma musarif al-qulub, sarif qulubana ala ta'atik, ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qulubana ala deenik. We write, we, we, we learn this dua, recite this dua, inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us, make us from amongst those who have faith and make us from amongst those that whenever we commit a sin, we repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.